It's the International Soccer Preview. We are Soccer Files Canada. We're looking at World Cup 2026 qualifying in the Asian region. This is round one, the preliminary round. Our third pairing is Singapore versus Guam. Here we go. It's the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada, Series 21. I'm Kevin, and today we'll, we will continue a, the beginning of a massive set of series looking at World Cup 2026 qualifying. Series 21 will cover three rounds of qualifying for the Asian region, or the AFC, and this is the third of 10 media casts covering the preliminary round of qualifying. Uh, these are the bottom 20 teams in the AFC region playing home and away, the 10 winners advancing to the second round. This is set three of 10 then, covering Singapore versus Guam. Yeah, and we've been wanting to cover the weaker countries in world soccer because they get little attention. Most media casts focus on the big teams, but these small teams have an interesting history too. Uh, however, some of them never get on the radar because they're often knocked out in early rounds. In addition, uh, they're often hard to separate in the minds of even ardent soccer fans uh, because they just clump into a nebulous category of weak teams. Part of the goal here then is to make them more distinct. Throughout, we'll be mentioning the uh, teams that they beat or the teams that usually beat them. And we name them on purpose so that fans can, little by little, build an impression of how strong each team is relative to those around them. At this point, we usually give some information about our past, present, and future media casts. However, we don't want too much information in our introduction here, so we've made a separate media cast that covers what we've been doing recently and what we plan to cover over the next nine months or so. So that'll be published uh, around October 15th, 2023, and can also be found uh, at the addresses that YouTube watchers can see on the graphic here. And also we'll give a link to that in the show notes. All right, uh, on with the show here then. So uh, we're going to cover the um, third of 10 preliminary pairings here. And uh, for each team, we will have three sections. So in part one, we'll introduce a bit about the two teams competing, the two countries, I should say, uh, their location and population. Part two is the main part of the uh, uh, media cast here, and we'll do an overview of each team's soccer history, their World Cup, um, Regional Cup, and uh, Local uh, Cup, which I'll talk about uh, shortly, as well as their recent form. So this series uh, features a deep dive into each team's uh, history in World Cup qualifying. Uh, the Asian region uh, is further divided into what we call localities, and th these play a big role uh, in Asia, so part two touches on this often neglected aspect of the team's history, um, or I should say part of part two. Part three will be a comparison of the two teams in their rankings, head-to-head -head records and odds, and we'll end with a discussion of their prospects and our prediction for this preliminary round. 
Okay, let's jump on into it. And uh, we'll take a look at the first team, Singapore. Well, Singapore is an island city-state and the smallest country uh, in terms of land size in southeastern Asia. It is located on the southern tip of the Malay Peninsula. It's south of the Malaysian state of Johor and north of the Indi Indonesian uh, Riau Islands. So um, it is a population uh, of just six, or, or of six million people, so actually uh, quite a big population given its size. Uh, but it's 114th in the world and 36th in Asia, 36 out of 51. Our next team, Guam, uh, is a territory of the USA and it is the largest and southernmost of the Mariana Islands. Well, the Mariana Islands are really uh, in the middle of the uh, Pacific Ocean there. And um, Guam has 173,000 uh, people. So, oh, actually, I said 51 teams in Asia. I guess it's 52nd because Guam is 52nd or the smallest of the soccer nations there um in the asian region and it's 192nd in the world i think that's out of about 210 countries or so 173,000 uh, uh people okay let's move on to part two and uh we begin with an overview of the team's participation and uh strength and singapore uh, has a long history uh, entering the Asian Cup in its second edition in 1960. Participation was quite patchy, though, until 1992, and from that time they've joined consistently. Uh, they joined the World Cup much later, uh, 18 years later, in 1978, and in that competition they've never failed to complete a qualification. Uh, their local group is the AFF, or the ASEAN Football Federation, uh, that's an acronym within an acronym. Uh, ASEAN stands for the Association of Southeast Asian Nations. Uh, so Singapore's first competition was in 1996. Uh, that was uh, the first uh, time the cup was played. And it takes place about every two years. And Singapore has entered all editions of that tournament. In terms of strength, Singapore is a third-tier team. Their average result is third place in the semi-final round of World Cup qualifying and in Asian Cup qualifying groups. Only once have they risen above this, though, uh, but they have many times fallen short of it with a last place finish even. Uh, even their impressive wins of the local AFF title does not lift them above third tier as there are no second tier teams in that Southeast Asian region. The odd result over a higher team is expected, but Singapore is more likely, especially in recent times, to drop points to a fourth tier team. Okay, so um, let's uh, take a bit of a zoom in on the uh, World Cup here. Um, in World Cup qualification, they always make it to the semi-final group stage and until 2026 have received a bye in the preliminary round if there is one. Their best performance was their first campaign, a second-place finish in their 1978 group, where they advanced to a playoff to reach the final round, but lost. 
Otherwise, they finished in the middle to the bottom of the table uh, with a particularly poor run from 1998 to 2006, uh, where they suffered three last place finishes in a row. And we'll go into a bit more detail uh, as the deep dive features their World Cup qualification. Uh, we'll move on now to a, an overview of their regional cup or the Asian Cup. And as a third tier team, Singapore should make the odd appearance in the Asian Cup. However, they have qualified only once, and that was only by dint of hosting it in 1984. There they finished fourth of five in the group stage. They otherwise came close to qualifying in a good period from 1996 to 2000, coming second in their qualifying group both times. Uh, this was ironically the start of their weakest period in World Cup history, which we mentioned uh, before. Their weak period in Asian Cup history really was 2011 to 2019, where they finished last in the qualifying group there three times in a row. Okay, let us take a look at their local cup. Uh, if somewhat inconsistent in their World and Asian Cup campaigns, their record in the local Southeast Asian group is shockingly so. Disregarding a semi-final finish in 2008, their record over the other eight editions from 1996 to 2012 is four group stage knockouts uh, uh, paired alongside four title wins. Uh, they are second only to Thailand in the number of titles won, but are currently a cut behind the other third tier teams in the region. Uh, and those are Vietnam, Indonesia, and Malaysia. Uh, they've been knocked out of the group stage in four of the last five editions. Okay, and now we move on to our deep dive, that is uh, qualifying for the World Cup finals or qualifying uh, for the World Cup finals in detail. So their first and best performance, as we've mentioned, um, was in 1978. Uh, the semi-final round saw them finish one point behind Hong Kong, but ahead of the other top Southeast Asian nations. In a quirky system, uh, the top two finishers played off uh, for a spot in the final round. But despite hosting the game, Singapore lost to Hong Kong, and with it went their best opportunity to reach the final round. And 1982 and 1986 saw them meeting Japan and North Korea in both uh, editions, despite a win over a still weak Japan in 1982 and a tie with North Korea in 1986, they finished last in the group in both. 1990 would prove a typical result similar to their current strength. They were no match for winner South Korea and were bested by Malaysia who finished ahead of them. But they twice beat Nepal to finish third of four in the group. Actually, uh, India was also in that group, but uh, had withdrawn. Um, in 1994, uh, they had a strong campaign. Uh, they lost twice to North Korea, but otherwise they lost only away to Qatar. Hosting the second half of the tournament saw them finish third of five, just a point behind Qatar, but well ahead of local rivals Indonesia and Vietnam. And uh, that was followed by the period we mentioned, a week period from 1998 to 2006. Uh, in the first of these, a single draw with Lebanon saw them finish last in, in a group of three, 
uh, Kuwait were the winners there. Uh, they tied Kuwait in 2002, but otherwise only tied Kyrgyzstan to finish last in a group of four. And in 2006, a single win over India left them last, uh, last for the third campaign in a row. They passed two initial rounds in 2010, and they reached the semi-final round as always. There they did well to beat Lebanon twice, finishing ahead of them in third place, but far behind Saudi Arabia and Uzbekistan. 2014 was disappointing. After knocking out Malaysia to reach the semi-final round, they lost all games to Iraq, Jordan and China for their only recent last place finish. And 2018 began well as they tied Japan away and lost only one of their first five games. However, they lost the last three, including a final game loss in Afghanistan and finished third, uh, which is their standard result. And uh, we will take a look at the 2022 uh, campaign in close detail in our next section, actually, as we move on to their recent history. So we're going to cover uh, all the way from the Asian Cup in 2019 here up until uh, their current or, or their last tournament. So uh, 2018 World Cup qualifying made up the first two rounds of qualification for the 2019 Asian Cup. Uh, their third of five finish uh, behind Syria, but ahead of Afghanistan, saw them through to round three of three. And there they started well with the draw in Bahrain, but earned only one other draw at home to Turkmenistan. Uh, losing twice here to Chinese Taipei really was a disgrace, and they finished last in the group, well behind uh, Chinese Taipei, in fact. So uh, not a good campaign uh, there, and we move on to their next campaign, which is the local cup in the AFF, or the Southeast Asian region. And uh, unlike the previous edition, they beat Philippines to finish second in the group stage, uh, but behind Thailand, who they lost to. But second place was good enough to get them to the semi-finals. And uh, they tied both legs with Indonesia. And so the matter uh, went to extra time. Uh, but Indonesia scored twice there um, and uh, knocked them out at the semi-final stage. So not a bad performance in their, uh, in their region there. We move on now to their next campaign, the World Cup in 2022, or World Cup qualifying. So they were not one of the bottom-ranked 12 teams required to play in the preliminary round. Uh, they came in as the fifth seed uh, into, the, into the second round in their five-team uh, qualifying group. And so they did well to tie uh, Yemen, and even better to tie Palestine. Uh, those were both in home games, the first two home games. Uh, they would eventually best Yemen to finish fourth in the semi-final round, but they lost all other games, including those to group winner Saudi Arabia and second place finishers Uzbekistan, meeting uh, those two uh, for a second uh, campaign, actually. So it was a, a fourth of five place finish there. And uh, the next tournament is their local cup again in 2022. So uh, they did well to tie Vietnam at home, but they lost on the road to Malaysia to finish behind both of them. Uh, third of five in a group stage there, 
uh, ahead of weaker teams, Myanmar and uh, Laos. Uh, so knocked out at the group stage. And we finished with the Asian Cup. Uh, we've looked at the first two rounds in 2022 World Cup qualifying. So those um, two rounds uh, uh, factor in here. And we saw that they received a bye in the first round and uh, were kind of competitive with Yemen and Palestine, um, but finished between them. Palestine ahead and Yemen behind for a fourth place finish in the group. But that was enough to qualify them for round three of three uh, for the Asian Cup, and in that round they uh, lost uh, the first two games to Kyrgyzstan and Tajikistan, and a 6-2 win over Myanmar in the third game didn't help them at all. So it was third of four in the group and no passage through to the uh, 2023 Asian Cup. All right, well that is the end of Singapore, and we move on to uh, take a look at Guam, starting with an overview of their participation and strength. So Guam first entered the World Cup in 2002, and so are one of the uh, youngest teams in the world, actually. They withdrew from the next two editions, though, and they didn't enter in 2014. Uh, they returned in 2018 and have participated uh, uh, in the last two tournaments. Their Asian Cup participation is better, but it's patchy. Uh, they entered this competition a lot earlier in, uh, oh no, uh, just um, quite a bit earlier, six years earlier, in 1996. And here they completed all campaigns until 2008. Uh, by this time they were uh, playing in the Challenge Cup rather than the Asian Cup. And that's a tournament for uh, the weaker teams in Asia. Um, kind of in lieu of the Asian Cup. And in 2010 and 2012, uh, they uh, withdrew from the, or withdrew, uh, sorry, they did not enter the competition. And uh, they returned in, in 2014. Um, and then in 2019, all teams returned to a reformatted Asian Cup. And Guam again withdrew here but uh, they have been consistent uh, in recent campaigns. Well, you can't call one campaign consistent, so they did join in 2023. Uh, so in this light, their consistency and participation uh, hasn't been that good, but in local competition, it's quite impressive. They're part of the East Asian Football Federation, or the EAFF, and they participated on all nine editions from 2003 to 2022. In terms of strength, uh, Guam's early years would actually require a new tier to define. The fifth tier is the lowest and is characterized by losing almost all games and providing no threat at the campaign level to other teams. But Guam was losing by large score lines even to those fifth tier teams. One can only wince at the humiliation, and it's no surprise they dropped out of competition until they could improve. Uh, they didn't drop out of the local competition, though, as we've seen, and through that, perhaps, they built themselves into at least a competitive fifth-tier team. They returned to the World Cup in 2018 and put in a performance actually worthy of a fourth-tier team, but that didn't last, and they're currently a team competitive only with other fifth-tier teams. 
Okay, uh, getting a bit deeper into their history, their World Cup overview. Uh, again, their first campaign in 2002, uh, but it was a traumatic one. Though it was only two games, they suffered humiliating double-digit losses in both, which we'll take a look at in the deep dive. Uh, once again, then, it's no surprise they dropped out and didn't return until 2018. Their second campaign was much better, and they started well and proved competitive in the bottom half of the table. However, after passing a preliminary round in 2022, they lost all games in the semi-final round there. Uh, okay, Asian Cup, um, uh, an overview of the Asian Cup. Guam entered the Asian Cup well before the World Cup, as we saw, but the results foreshadowed the humiliation they would suffer um, in the World Cup. In all three campaigns from 1996 to 2004, they lost all games and suffered heavy losses at the hands of even the weakest team, teams in the world, to say nothing of the double-digit scorelines against stronger teams. Uh, so their case in particular made, made it clear that uh, another tournament was needed for weaker teams, and that came in the form of the AFC Challenge Cup, started in 2006. Even here, though, they lost all games by large score lines, and after two editions, they dropped out, um, perhaps to avoid further embarrassment. But it was not much better when they returned in 2014. The score lines were a bit more respectable, and they earned their first regional cup win by beating Chinese Taipei. Uh, all teams returned to a newly formatted Asian Cup in 2019, where um, a 2018 World Cup qualifying doubled as the first two rounds. As we saw, they had done relatively well there, uh, but though they earned advancement to the final round, they withdrew uh, citing financial constraints as the reason. In 2023, they didn't reach that uh, final round, round three of three. Their World Cup qualifying campaign left them in a playoff uh, to reach it, but they lost both legs. We'll look at that uh, under the recent campaigns, though. And um, as a result, they're going to be playing in the uh, 2024 Solidarity Cup. Um, Yeah, also, okay, sorry, I got a bit mixed up there. Okay, uh, again, we'll come back to that in the recent campaigns. Uh, at the local uh, cup, their regional group is the East Asian Football Federation. That federation consists of 10 countries. Uh, the final tournament always includes the strongest three in the region, which are South Korea, Japan, and China. And then North Korea and Hong Kong vie for the fourth spot. Uh, the other teams uh, are quite weak, Guam, Mongolia, Chinese Taipei, uh, Macau, and as of 2008, uh, the Northern Mariana Islands. Uh, those are too, too weak to challenge uh, to reach the final tournament, but the qualifying rounds themselves do offer them competition at their own level. In early editions, Guam was no competition, even among these teams, and they finished last in qualifying in all five editions from 2003 to 2013. 
Uh, but from 2010, they did start to challenge these weak teams in the uh, preliminary rounds. And in 2015, they finished ahead of Chinese Taipei in the main qualifying group. By 2019, they were regularly passing a preliminary round, um, uh, but actually um, fell at that stage. A bit disappointingly, because they were uh, improving a little bit there. Okay, uh, well, they don't have much of a World Cup history, having uh, not entered uh, most tournaments, but we will do a deep dive nevertheless. The first World Cup uh, entry in 2002 really was a nightmare. Uh, it began with a 19-0 loss to Iran, and that was humiliating enough, but at least it was the hand, at the hands of a major team. However, a 16-0 loss to Tajikistan perhaps convinced them that they were not ready for such competitions, and ultimately they stayed away until 2018. Uh, so they withdrew in 2006 and in 2010. In 2010, they were scheduled to play uh, Indonesia, but they uh, withdrew after that draw had been made. Uh, 2014, they just simply didn't enter. So that brings us all the way to 2018. And inexplicably, they received a bye in the preliminary round, uh, somehow not ranked as one of the 12 weakest teams in the region. So we've seen in other, um, uh, with other teams that uh, something was really weird about that uh, FIFA ranking in 2018, with some weak teams getting a bye and some reasonably strong teams having to play the preliminary round. Uh, them being, they, they were uh, mildly competitive in their local cup, and I guess that earned them enough points to raise their rank, but uh, really they should have been in the preliminary round. Uh, nevertheless, they did prove worthy of the bye by winning their first two games uh, in the group stage over uh, Turkmenistan and India, both at home. So a bit of a surprise there. They also impressively tied Oman, but they lost all road games and finished fourth or fifth in the group ahead of India. Uh, the winner of the group was a Iran, was Iran, but they avoided the thrashing of 2002, uh, losing each leg six nothing here. So, relatively mild compared to the scoreline in 2002. Uh, 2022 began with a, a loss to uh, feeble Bhutan in the preliminary round, and I think I'm jumping the gun here um, because uh, we're going to cover that in the recent. Uh, section, which actually we move on to next. So again, we begin the recent round with the uh, 2019 Asian Cup. So 2018 World Cup qualifying made up the first two rounds of qualification here. And we saw that they finished fourth of five in that group ahead of India. And um, uh, that saw them through as far as the Asian Cup goes to the third round. But you'll see that there is no third round um, for Guam, uh, despite the good campaign, um, they withdrew uh, before round three started, citing financial constraints as the reason. So that's uh, kind of too bad because they were in, in relatively good form around 2019. I doubt they would have reached the Asian Cup, but uh, they could have been a bit competitive after that uh, good second round in 2018 World Cup qualifying. 
the next tournament was the EAFF Cup, their local cup in 2019. And they beat Northern Mariana Islands in, in the opening game there, winning 4 nothing. And uh, they tied Mongolia, uh, scoring what seemed a winner at the 89th minute, only to be scored upon uh, four minutes into uh, injury time. And in the other game, they lost to Macau. So overall, they finished third in the uh, preliminary group. Again, a bit of a disappointing result, uh, not only because they were looking stronger uh, around that time, but because they had actually, uh, at the local level, never fallen uh, in the preliminary stage before. Okay, uh, World Cup 2022 then was their next campaign, and this time they were one of the bottom uh uh, one of the 12 bottom-ranked teams required to undergo the preliminary round. And they lost the first game in Bhutan, but they won heavily 5 nothing in the home leg to advance from the preliminary round. They were no match in the second round, though, even against uh, fourth-seeded Maldives. And they lost all games to them, as well as to, uh, or I should say, lost both games to Maldives and all games, in fact, to Syria, China, and Philippines to finish uh, dead last in that group. Okay, uh, next tournament was the uh, EAFF Cup, or the uh, East Asian Cup, the local cup. And uh, I've expressed surprise over this in, in other, um, other media casts here, that there was no qualifying uh, for this tournament. So I'll just repeat what I said, which is uh, uh, Asia is probably the best uh, region in terms of offering something for weak teams. They were the first to do it. and. They have some clever ways of uh, providing games for the weaker teams in the region. So it comes as a surprise that in this 2022 uh, East Asian Cup, they just uh, didn't bother with qualifying anymore, but just appointed the top four ranked teams uh, into the final tournament. And of course, that's always been Japan, China, South Korea, and uh, one other team. So. Um, uh, Guam and the weaker teams in the region uh, kind of lost their opportunity for the qualifying campaign and I think that's a real shame. It's not like Asia to do that. Uh, CONCACAF does stuff like that and it's upsetting. So uh, it's a bit upsetting to see that here too. Anyway, so the Asian Cup in 2023 is the last tournament we'll look at. And again, that began with the World Cup rounds in uh, 2022 World Cup qualifying. And we saw that in the second round there, they lost all games and finished last behind Philippines and Maldives. So here we look at the clever system that Asia has for uh, uh, teams that uh, don't do well. Uh, they went on to a kind of a round two of three playoff so they get a couple of cracks at uh, reaching the final round, uh, but they lost that playoff, um, losing both legs to Cambodia. I guess in 2019, they got a couple of cracks to reach round three, but in this one, they didn't just uh, that playoff. And because they lost that playoff, uh, they uh, qualified uh, for the 2020 Solidarity Cup, keeping in mind that these, uh, these qualifying campaigns take place a couple of years before the tournament. Um, uh, they would have played in the 2020 Solidarity Cup 
except that the tournament was cancelled due to COVID. So uh, that tournament for the the teams knocked out early in uh, qualifying uh, didn't take place. Okay, and that is the end of part two, uh, our look at both teams. So now we'll kind of look at them in comparison to each other. And we begin with the pots, uh, the pots that they came from. So um, uh, the bottom 20 teams were divided into two pots. So um, pot two with the bottom 10 teams and pot one with the uh, uh, other 10 teams. And Singapore came in at uh, uh, 33rd in the Asian region. So they were uh, around the middle of pot one. Uh, and ranked uh, at that time 158th in the world in the FIFA rankings. In pot two, uh, Guam came from pot two, and actually they were the uh, second lowest ranked team in Asia uh, when this was decided, so uh, 45th uh, in Asia uh, and uh, 203rd in FIFA rankings there. And uh, the FIFA rankings are slightly different uh, um, in their most recent ranking. So uh, Singapore is the same at 158th and Guam is 206. So uh, Guam about 50 points behind there. And it's uh, pretty similar in the ELO rankings too. Uh, Singapore is ranked 170 uh, and Guam is ranked 217. So both of them roughly 15 points or uh, sorry, both of them roughly 10 points behind what they are in FIFA, but the difference between them uh, is the same. So uh, the two systems kind of agree on their relative strengths. Uh, the head-to-head -head doesn't give us much information as the two have uh, never met each other. We only look at World Cup and Asian Cup here. We're thinking of including uh, the local uh, tournaments, but of course these two are from different localities, so wouldn't meet there either. So this will be their first meeting. And then uh, finally, we look at the odds, and we see um, uh, Singapore. Now, this is actually uh, the just the first game, uh, so Singapore playing at home, and they have a 93.5 chance of winning that game. So heavy favorites here over Guam, who uh, have just a 3.7% uh, chance of winning. We won't get into the mathematics of why that doesn't add up to 100%. But it does kind of show us um, uh, uh, what the odds makers are thinking. It's unfortunate that we uh, couldn't find odds to kind of win the, win the uh, you know, win over the course of two games. But I honestly would imagine it's some something similar to this, maybe 90% and 10%. And even that might be being uh, generous to Guam. So uh, let's just finish with a bit of a discussion. Obviously, this is a, a fairly one-sided um, battle here, so it would be really a shock if Guam uh, took anything here. Um, in fact, it's one of the most one-sided sets of the preliminary round. And Singapore is really not a preliminary round team. And they're only here because the, the uh, field for preliminary teams was expanded from 12 in 2018 and 2022 to 20 teams in 2026. And when they do that, uh, when they expand the, the uh, preliminary feel too much, it creates one-sided pairings like this, and it gives the uh, weaker team uh, very little chance. 
So few teams could have less chance than Guam here, who at one point in their history required, you know, almost a new tier for teams because they were being thrashed even by the weakest teams in the region. Uh, they did actually uh, get better uh, uh, around 2018. And as we saw, they did put in a fourth tier performance and uh, I mean, even that probably would make them competitive here. But they have fallen back and they now once again seem a fairly weak fifth-tier team, I would say, at the lower end of the fifth-tier team. In fact, we saw uh, in the pots there that they were considered the second-weakest team uh, in Asia. So um, uh, they likely will kind of lose this uh, preliminary round then and go to the Solidarity Cup. Um, in 2025 uh, because they stand almost no chance here and uh, Singapore will move on to the uh, second round and probably are too strong a team to finish last there. Uh, they usually finish third or fourth in the group. So a really one-sided affair here and of course our prediction is that Singapore will be the team to go through. Okay, well that brings us to the end of set three. Uh, Singapore versus Guam, and we look forward to meeting you when we look at set four, that is uh, Myanmar versus Macau. We would like to thank Pixabay and Amaxi for the use of the music in this series titled Caledon or Caledon Flute Beat.